Um, I'm not sure what podcast number this is. <laughs> no, um, I have no idea. One thirty nine, one thirty eight, one thirty nine. Like that. Um, this is kind of a shoot from the hip podcast. So it's it's me and Corey Dow's. Uh, Tom can't make it. Craig is in Florida, I believe, on vacation. Um, not sure what he's doing there. If he's in Disney yeah, or what? Craig's at a wedding or something. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, I think it's a wedding, and he's doing Disney and Universal the whole night. He's got a he's got a nice little week planned. Nice, good for him. I can't, yeah. can't just jump on. That's he's so selfish. I know, honestly. Like boot up, guy. Just you know, put your vacation and your family on hold and do what's important. Hang out with us and talk about fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll understand. Yeah, yeah. No, no way. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, top shelf fantasy, uh, Twitter, Instagram at top shelf fntsy, top shelf fantasy.com. Uh, again, like I said, it's me, Scott, and Sir Corey Dows. Sop, sop. Yep, the hot takes guy. Hot takes, baby. Director of hot takes. Yep, you know, just, just you know, tweet at him. He'll, he'll uh, tweet back. <laughs> I and will. If he doesn't agree, he'll tweet back a little more angrily, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna see, if you want to see some angry tweets, look at my recent Bruins tweets, dude. I've been going off. I saw that. So, I get, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I get no, notifications every time you tweet. Because yeah, today it's like, Corey Dow's just, just tweeted, like, oh, Bruins, <laughs> they're getting fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then they went 4-1. I mean. Hell yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Up 3-1 now in the series. But all right. So let's get into some news and some notes. Um, I think the biggest one is, is the Julio Jones. Um, not only, you know, are the Falcons willing to trade him, but he wants to trade. So both sides want to trade him. And he supposedly wants to play with Cam Newton and the Patriots, um, which, I mean, as a Pats fan, I would completely be so excited for that. But as, like, a fantasy fan, I'm like, all right, Cam Newton's your quarterback. We saw the, what he did last year. Is Cam playing every game? Um, I mean, what do you think would take the Patriots to actually get a guy like Julio Jones? So here's, that's the interesting thing, right? Like these rumors also with Julio floated around seemingly every year for the past like three or four years. He's the new Larry Fitzgerald. But to net a guy like him, like an aging pro bowler on a big kind of, okay, you know, kind of big salary, almost a prohibitive salary for a lot of teams, the, the return doesn't have to be as high as a lot of people think. People are like, oh, Julio Jones, man, he's, he's a guaranteed first round return. He's not. He's realistically like a third, fourth, fifth rounder, as long as somebody's just going to eat the cap and take it off of the, the Falcons, uh, you know, salary sheet. Cause it right. opens up their opportunity to do a lot more with their young players, bring people in, even, even bring in undrafted free agents, whatever it's going to be, or just to, to resign the talent that they actually already have. And they do need some more cap flexibility with the talent they have there, because they're going to be moving forward with a, with a lot of people that they've drafted even this past year or in the past couple. But so to net, Julio Jones, the Patriots probably don't have to give up a ton. It's mostly about the cap thing. But like you said, is he a good fit for the team? Probably. Is he a good fit for fantasy owners? That's a big question. Like, I love Cam. Don't get me wrong. I think Cam had some really, really nice throws last year. But he had just as many, if not many, many more very, very bad throws and big mistakes. But for a Pro Bowl talent like Julio Jones to come out and say, hey, I want to play with Cam, that's at least some sort of some semblance of somebody in the NFL saying, Cam still got some talent. Maybe that's big. Or yeah. maybe he's looking at it and he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love, love to go play with Cam. You know, asterisk for a year. And then Mac Jones comes in and I got a quarterback slinging me the ball. Yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows exactly? Because I don't think Julio's even close to hanging him up. He doesn't look like it. He's, I know people say, oh, he's always hurt. He's, he's this, that, the other thing. Yeah. He's I mean, always hurt. He's always got a probable tag. 
but he doesn't miss a ton of games. I think last year was the first year he missed significant time. Yeah, he only played seven games last year. And I think we said even last offseason, like when the Pats got Cam, we're like, this is a quarterback. This is a guy where people want to go to play with him. It's yeah. just the way Cam is. He's a leader. And I mean, rightfully so. I mean, Julio wants to. We got two tight ends the first three days of pregnancy. We got Kendrick Bourne, Aguilar, you know, hopped on board right away, even though it's Cam. It's oh, wait. We saw what he did last year. I mean, I think I said, why would Julio want to go to a guy that can't throw the ball deep? And you kind of said, well, you know, he did have some good deep throws. I think it was the three yard passes that hurt him <laughs> the most. Like it's actually pretty like from three to 10 yards is when it was like, like short to Jacoby. Honestly, or... a lot of people look at their, that his overall stats his, well, his accuracy was pretty low this year. It's like, yeah, but if you break down his accuracy to his balls over 20 yards, that was his highest percentage. He didn't throw a ton of them because the Patriots weren't set up to do that. Right. This year they are. I mean, even with Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar and a couple tight ends, they're set up to do that a lot more than they were in the past. You add Julio Jones to that mix, and you've got Julio with Nelson Aguilar flying down the other side of the field, hopefully, you know, taking at least one guy in coverage, maybe two on occasion. And then you got Kendrick Bourne and two legitimate threats at tight end opening up the middle of the field. Julio could be in a fantastic situation, almost very, very similar to the one that he has in uh, Atlanta, where he succeeded for years and years. So it would be very, very interesting to see that happen. Do I think it's going to? <laughs> All the reports say like it's better than 50 50. But yeah, 60 40, I'm not banking on. Yeah, I mean, like, if we offered the, the like a third and like, ah, uh, you know, it's not enough, just toss in the kill Harry. Hey, here's a oh. reverse jump pick, get rid of it. You still have a cheap <laughs> wide receiver. If they say no to a third, I'll offer them a first if they'll take Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Please get this guy off the right. team. Well, I mean, if Julio goes there, I think Harry's completely done. I mean, I think he was completely done as of now with all those guys that came in and Jacoby Myers looking way better than him yeah. last year. So that's actually yeah. a really interesting um, conversation to have. Like, where do you think Nikhil Harry realistically ranks on the depth chart right now? You, I mean, you brought in Aguilar, you brought in Bourne. Aguilar had a great season last year. It's probably the best season he's ever going to have, if we're being quite honest. But they signed him to the numbers of a wide receiver one. And Kendrick Bourne, they brought in. So you're thinking he's a wide receiver two. Then you've got Jacoby Myers, like you just said, was way better than Nikhil Harry. So he's wide receiver three. I would put Gunnar Olszewski out there before I'd put friggin' Nikhil Harry out. And then, of course, you have Johnny Smith. Just count that guy as a friggin' right. receiver yep. too. So Yeah, Smith and Henry, who can both play tight end and wide receiver if they, if they so choose. Mm-hmm. I mean, James White, who's I mean, half a running back, half a wide receiver to begin with. You know, Nikhil Harry is already Mr. Irrelevant, and we haven't even begun to uh, talk about the season beginning. You know, never had performance yeah. on the field where he's probably going to suck again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would love to see him gone as oh, a Pats fan and as a fantasy fan. All right. Um, other news, Tivo jerseys are now out, and they're selling like hotcakes. What oh, a... I love it fantastic move by jacksonville they're already in he's he's in his practice jersey who knows if he's number 85 come week one or if he's even on the team oh that's but exactly we it. said you sell seats you sell jerseys and that's exactly what they're doing in step one yeah if, if it's a stunt you nailed it i mean yeah. shao khan's or shad khan's a fantastic businessman so i'm sure he knows what he's doing but one step further than that 
Tebow, I've said for years, could play tight end in the NFL. He's never had a quarterback's body. I mean, look at the guy. He shows up the camera ripped out of his skull, too. And it's not like he's been sitting on the couch eating bonbons for 10 years. He's been playing minor league baseball. He's, he's on a training program. You know, it's a different sport, obviously. And you're going to have to get mm-hmm. a little bit more athletic to play football versus baseball. But he's been training. And, and, and Tebow's big knock his entire career, even at quarterback, was that he trained too much. And he was getting too bulky to play the position. Yeah. Tight end's fantastic for him. And he's always been a gritty guy. He'll go throw his nose in the block. Plus, 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 plus. This is like 10 pluses I'm at now. Tebow's got no competition at the position. I couldn't name another tight end on Jacksonville's roster right now. Yeah, I mean, besides O'Shaughnessy, I know they drafted a late rookie tight end. I forget the name, but yeah, I mean, I mean they, there's, they there's let nobody Josh, that's a huge Josh Oliver go, which I was surprised. Yep. Yes, I mean, I mean, unless Delaney Walker, they get um, he's right. probably the next. It's funny how he's Delaney came out of retirement. Sorry, right, you know, I'm ready to play tight end again. And you got a guy like Tebow was signed, and we'll just skip to this guy, Kelvin Benjamin's freaking signed by the Giants as a tight end. And yep. Delaney Walker's like, I play tight end. I was very good, and even if I'm not as good, I can block. I'm like a good locker room guy for like you know those young tight ends. He can't even get a fucking job. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I know so his, his injury him. history precludes him from getting a lot of offers. I think like the last couple seasons he's been that he's been in the NA. Yeah, because he's been banged like, up, do, but. Do we bring him in now and he's hurt week three? Like, yeah. what was the point? And you give him a guaranteed contract and he just threw $1.3 million down the drain. But, I mean, do I, do I think Kelvin Benjamin is any different or better? He has been out of the league for three years now. He's, he's, yeah, I mean, I mean looking. again, I don't know if he makes the roster, but yeah, I mean, he's, I, he's I mean, an interesting one. He's a guy that, like, to play tight end, yes, like now he has the body of a tight end. He's a bulkier fella. He's big, but he's never been a guy to mix it up in the blocking game. So I don't know how much more he brings to the table than Evan Ingram, who also hates blocking. So Giants, just a weird move by them. I but mean, hey, and, and, I mean, and, a target's and a target. Have, um, they have uh, Kyle Rudolph too. So so it's yeah. like they 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 have. I mean, I would think Rudolph's the best tight end all around NFL wise on the team because he can do it all. Um, where yeah. Ingram's more of just you know like the receiver role, but. Um, yeah, Ingram's I mean, a better receiver, a wide receiver, even than Rudolph. Yeah. But Rudolph is a better NFL tight end. I would 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. Just better for the team. Yeah. Um, and the last p- piece of news is Travis Etienne is working out as a wide receiver through camp and the entire offseason. Um, I, I don't know if it's a positive yeah. or a negative. I would say a positive, mainly because I'm hoping Urban Myers like, hey, this guy's already a talented running back well you know let's get his wide receiver role you know solidified and better than it was in college which was still completely fine um so they're trying to like add a facet to his game that's fantastic Mm -hmm. if they're trying to play him in that slot role a ton that's weird yeah and i don't like it as much i love it if i'm a james robinson owner i'll tell you that but right yeah i am fearful if i'm a lavisca chenault owner i'm worried if i'm any i'm any receiver on the jaguars owner Mm -hmm. but if I'm the Etienne owner, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I mean, he, whether he's on the field as a running back, wide receiver, if he's on the field more, that's good news for you. And that yeah. probably bumps his stock up. And I, I mean, I think I was taking Etienne in front of Harris anyways. If, if I had, say, I had the 101 in a rookie draft, yeah. I think I would have leaned Etienne. But that news really, really starts to solidify that for me. If, he, if they're going to treat him like a wide receiver and you're in a PPR, half PPR, any manner of PPR league, 
Yeah, that's a that's a huge bonus because I don't know. I don't. I think Harris will catch the balls too. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's going to catch the number of balls that Etienne catches. And if they're comparable as running backs, and you add that facet to um, Etienne over Harris, that, that that's a huge gulf. I mean, that can be responsible for the upper echelon talent running back production, like a Kamara, a, a, a CMC. I don't think it'll go CMC level, but you know what I mean. That's that's how you get the points up there if you're on the field in all those situations. Yeah, and I mean like another team that's always going to be down i would think so yeah, if you're 100%. passing a lot he's going to be on the field every time you pass and he's probably the third down back right away yeah and that could be what whatever meyer's saying too he's like listen we're going to be playing from behind etienne's going to be on the field we'll have james robinson in the backfield put etienne in the slot let's plan for this contingency because it's going to happen mm-hmm. i do agree all right yeah that's probably the b- biggest news i'm sure there's some more stuff but um we're going to get into a little mock draft. I think it's the first one of the year. I know you guys did one without me with Jeff. We, you guys did a rookie draft. Yeah, I was just um, this is the, the first uh, full mock. Yes, so it's a 12-team, happy PR, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and two flexes, and then a couple of uh, bench spots. So, so what um, we would refer to as standard, but a lot of people have different opinions of standard. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> the two – Flex spots I do like. I think it makes drafting more challenging. Um, yeah, drafting more challenging and, and sparse um, waiver pickups, which I, I prefer. Yeah, yep. you hate seeing like studs sitting on the waivers, and then you're just trading studs in and out each week. Like that, I have a ten team league that's like that, and it's a ten team and one flex, and I'm like, that's okay, so, so I can drop like Stefan Diggs this week because he's on a buy, and then go grab like I don't know Julio Jones, and then just like swap them in and out. Like that's yeah, I'm. My wife was in a 10-team league like that with one flex, two wide receivers. And, like, on the waiver wire, there was, like, you know, Jarvis Landry or Tyler Boyd. I'm like, oh, shit, let's pick these guys up. I'm like, but, yeah. you, can't, but you can't drop anyone because <laughs> like, you're legit. Yeah. already stacked. I remember you would send us questions, like, who would you drop? And it's like, I don't know. Those are, like, three great guys that I would love to have. Like, when I'm comparing it to our Dynasty League, too, and I'm like, I'm literally starting Russell Gage this week, and you're worrying about like starting or, or dropping Jarvis Landry. Yeah, okay, dude, must be nice. <laughs> that was exactly the guy. I mean, her worst player, like Landry, he was like, "Why does she were 20 at the time?" <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, uh, do I start Josh Oliver or Olamid Zacchaeus? Hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, let, let's just get into the draft. Let's kick so, her off. So I pick 104. Dow's has pick 109, I believe. Yes, sir. So we're just trying to do, you know, one at the beginning, one towards the end to kind of talk about other picks. And pretty much uh, what you'd expect right off the rip, CMC, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Derrick Henry, one, two, three. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would have those guys in the top three regardless, but I know, you know, guys like Saquon, Kamara, and even like Nick Chubb, and um, I wouldn't put Zeke up there yet, but I think yeah. before I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley, I know, you know, the three – might be a little scary from last year, but I mean, when he's on the field, he's the most, he's just dynamic. Wow. And then after you take Barkley at four, it goes Chubb, then Jonathan Taylor. I'm, I'm excited to see Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor ahead of Alvin Kamara is bold, but Alvin Kamara did struggle with uh, Taysom Hill or just essentially not Drew Brees at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can see it. Yeah. I mean, I think Taylor will, is, is a safer pick there because you know, he's going to be on the field the entire time where, New Orleans, yeah. you know, you have um, Latavius there as more of like the bell cow running back. 
Yeah. And, and now at nine, this is why I picked nine. Actually, I think it's an interesting position to draft from this year because you see Devonte Adams come off the board at eight and that's probably where he should go. But then you're looking at the combination of like a Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, even Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown. I'll have that conversation or from running backs here, the Zeke Elliott, Aaron Jones juncture. And I'm personally going to still take Zeke Elliott. I know he had a bad year last year. Well, he had a down year for him. But I think a lot of people are forgetting that a down year for him was still a very productive season for most running backs. And he did it without a quarterback where everybody in the stadium knew he was going to run. So yeah. Zeke at nine, I think I'm happy with that return on value. Yeah, I, I do. I do single, agree with that. And then every and single then, wide receiver got picked. <laughs> I, I mean, at that point, you know, you saw a huge running back run there. So I think if you didn't take a running back there, you kind of lose out in that, you know, that top tier guy. Yep. And then it went Tyreek Hill, Hopkins, Diggs, and then, Round two, Cam Akers, Aaron Jones, DK Metcalf. And Dows is up again. And then I'll be taking A.J. Brown here. Uh, at A.J. Brown at that point in the second round, I'm very happy him. with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you got your a legit wide receiver one there. Um, then Travis Kelsey, rightfully so. I mean, if he's if Kelsey's going late in the first, I wouldn't argue yep. it at all. Evan Kamara, Justin Jefferson. Oh, team uh, five taking a quarterback. Pat Mahomes. and. That's a yeah, reach. Pat, Pat, is team five Dicky? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, all right. Yeah, it's, it's it's my pick again. So I took Barkley in the first round. Um, I like to get running backs. But right now I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. No, also with the Julio Jones rumors. Um yep. That would be sweet. Oh, damn. CH just went right before me. Damn, that was a <laughs> back. Um, and then Calvin really was butter receiver four last season. You know, Joe Mixon, Michael Thomas, George Kittle. Michael Thomas is a big fall from grace. Yeah, um, he, worth mentioning at 211 versus, I mean, he was a top three or four. You know what's pick. funny? I didn't even think of him at pick four because, I mean, of course, on the sleeper thing, he was down there more. Um, yep. I mean, I might have sw- switched that out, but I mean, that's going to be an argument. It's like, where you take Michael Thomas, do you take him before Ridley, AJ Brown, Metcalf, or does he fall to the late yeah. second? I looked at him That's when I was picking AJ Brown, but I was like, if you have Taysom Hill, even Jameis Winston, I'm worried, especially I'm because I mean, Jameis Winston supported Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to, to huge seasons, but those are not Michael Thomas run a slant route. Jameis Winston hasn't shown the fact that he can throw a consistent slant route, and that's what Thomas likes to run. So, right, big question mark there. It is. Um, so. Uh, starting at the third round, it's uh, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which is hoping he'd follow me, but he didn't. I'm fine with that. Um, third round, pick four, I'm going to take Antonio Gibson. Um, I mean, we saw what, what he did when he was healthy last year. You got Fitzmagic there. I, I just love him this season. Najee Harris, right after pick five. Then Terry McLaurin, Miles Sanders, Julio Jones. And then I'm going to go ahead and take another running back. I think it's time to take J.K. Dobbins. Now, if Dobbins, if Sanders was there, would you take him over Dobbins? Ah, that's a tough one. I mean, I definitely thought about it, but I, I mean, think I'd still I'm scared of the Karen Johnson thing, but I think people are dropping Sanders too low. Yeah, um, I, I don't I, think, I think this is a take fair territory much. for him to be in, but I don't think. Again, I would I would have battled over Dobbins versus Sanders in my head, but um, you know they made my decision a little bit easier by taking Sanders. 
if he, if, I mean, if Sanders came back to me on the turn and I had him at four, four, I'm hundred percent taking him before a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not as worried about carry on Johnson as, as, as many yeah. are. I mean, Julio falling there too, could be a steal for someone depending where he plays. Then after you took Dobbins, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Chris Carson, started the fourth round, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, and David Montgomery. And dude, I mean, say what you want with David Montgomery. We don't love the guy, but what he did last year, him falling to the fourth round. Um, I mean, that's kind of shocking. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I think he deserves to be a lot higher than the fourth round. Um, and then I went ahead and took Travis Etienne. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's a pick where it's like, if you want your guy, if that's your guy, he's not going to make it back to you. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking. Like it's, he's not going to be yeah. there in round five. So I'm taking him now, especially with what we just talked about in the news. If he's going to be playing some wide receiver stuff, I want that. And I want mm-hmm. urban Meyer. I want, I want Urban Meyer's guy that he picked in the first round. Like, that's what I'm interested in. I did look at CeeDee Lamb, who just went, but I couldn't do it. I had to take Etienne. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, and after Etienne went, it went Josh Allen, the second quarterback, Darren Waller, uh, Robert Woods, and CeeDee Lamb. Josh Allen at the second quarterback in round four is a huge bump up. In, my, in a 12-team league last year, I got him in round 14. So huge step up in talent, yeah, uh, draft yeah. capital for him. He's he's jumping off the draft boards from last season for sure. Um, I'm not in love with any receiver here for what it's worth. Like you know, you had Kenny Galladay there, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. Um, so at, at that point, I still want to load up on running backs. Um, and still, even running backs, I'm not in love with too many people here at the moment. But I think even with the Kenyon Drake signing, I'm still going to take Josh Jacobs because um, worse comes to worse, he still could be like a top, like, he's my third RB and he's finished the top 10 to let the, his first two seasons. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, and then Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, legit the three guys I was going to take before him. But, um, <laughs> and then start of the fifth round was Miles Gaskin, Deontay Johnson, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, the fourth tight end off the board. Um, so I already have three running backs and a receiver. So right now, I'm kind of glad this guy fell to cup. Um, very excited with Matthew Stafford there to see what he can actually do. Um, I mean, yeah, you've seen Cup, good point. cup two years ago was wide receiver uh, three or four. I know he had a bad year last year, but the whole freaking Rams offense was, in, was just not the same. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. I mean, Cooper Cup is a very intriguing prospect with Matt Stafford being there. So um, another intriguing guy that I think has really fallen from grace. I mentioned Oda. I mean, sorry, Michael Thomas before about falling from first to second round. Odell Beckham used to be a guy that was like a guaranteed first, maybe second round pick. I'm going to grab him here in the fifth and just kind of fill up my wide receiver uh, selection here. And I mean, Baker Mayfield's made some strides in the right direction. If Odell can stay healthy, Big question mark at this point, but I, I'm happy yeah. with that return at, at a late fifth round pick. No, oh, I agree. I mean, um, I'll kind of fill in the blanks there. After Cooper Cup went, I went Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, Kyler Murray, Tyler Lockett. Then you took Odell, Mark Andrews, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Brennan Nayuk, David Johnson, Chase Simmons. Tyler Lockett in a fifth round is a steal. 
that is who I wanted. I should have mentioned that. Um, I was eyeballing him the whole way, and then he got picked right before me. So can't win them all. Um, don't be the guy that screams at people for drafting your pick at the draft. Nobody likes that guy. <laughs> That's usually me every year. Yep. <laughs> uh, and now I'm going to go ahead and take my other guy, and this is going to be what we call a reach, but just everybody bear with me here. Kyle Pitts, tight end, <laughs> Atlanta, sixth round. I see this talent going off the, off the board at tight end, and if he's going to be anything close to what people are projecting, a six-round return on him is fantastic. But he's yeah. going to go and prove that he's worth it. I thought it was me someone else, but that doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> but if <laughs> but Julio he, leaves, he's an, it's another one of those things. Like This Julio situation could right. change the entire scope of my draft right now, mm-hmm. but I'm happy with it if he leaves. Oh, yeah. Um, after Pitts went, uh, Raheem Mostert, James Robinson falling that far. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Dallas Goddard, T. Higgins. As of right now, it's my pick. And James not... Robinson would have been a guy I would have loved to handcuff with um, Etienne, but it's just it's too early. Well, things like you got to you got to handcuff him like in in the first six rounds. That's an yeah. early handcuff. Yeah, that's, um, that's a big draft capital on a guy you don't plan on playing. Yeah, I do need a tight end. As of now, I don't like. With everyone that went the tight end landscape, you know, you got Noah Fant, Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan. I mean, at, at this point, I might as well just wait to, to, towards the end to get a guy. Yep. Um, and I'm going to get my third receiver, and I'm very happy about this. It's uh, Cortland Sutton. I love um, Cortland Sutton. I love that. I bit. mean, I know he was hurt last year, but I still think he's the one in Denver. And, I mean, his teammate, too, is still on the board, Jerry. Judy, I think both those guys are going to fall uh, far, far in drafts, and they're going to be absolute steals. Yeah, million percent agree. And then Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, DJ Shark, Chase Claypool, Mike Davis, Damian Harris. That's a, that's actually a pretty good pick there. I mean, the Mike Davis pick is, is great too. Um, so it's my turn. I see the running backs now. I don't love. Um, I mean, I can get. K- Kenny and Drake and handcuff, but again, like around seven handcuff, that k- kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is tough. I just just keep on loading up on wide receivers. I'm gonna take my boy who I think is a very safe pick. It's Robbie Anderson. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, he's not gonna be the 25 point score, but he's like that 10 to 10 to 13, 10 to 15 range a week kind of guy. Um, he's, which is a fantastic bench dash. Now the, the way that sleepers projecting these two, we have, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this, but willful was projected by sleeper to be the next wide receiver off the board with him going to a situation where I'm not sure what two is going to be able to do with him, what he's going to be able to do on the field. If he's even going to stay healthy, I know he played a full season last year until the suspension, but I still have so many reservations. And then they say, okay, well, how about Tyler boy? That's the next one up. Tyler Boyd, I always have the same reservations because of the introduction yep. of the guy I'm going to pick, Jamar Chase. And if I can get Chase in the seventh round, the late you know, seven, seventh round, ninth pick, I'm going to take him over both of those guys. I mean, 10 out of 10 times, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. If he is the talent that everybody says he is, the same with Kyle Pitts, he is going to dominate. And he's linked up with his college quarterback buddy and Joe Burrow. So I'm happy to keep hammering wide receivers. And I mean, now my, my team looks like uh, Zeke Elliott, AJ Brown, JK Dobbins, Etienne, Odell Beckham, Kyle Pitts, and Jamar Chase. So I got a young team here, but now we got to bring in some veteran leadership. Three rookies. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm really, I'm kind of questioning 
my next move here. I, I would look at a guy like Jarvis Landry at this point, but with already having Odell, I don't think he's quite as viable of a candidate. Right. Um, I think instead I'm going to go with Debo Samuel, who has struggled with injuries, but when he's on the field is an absolutely dynamic playmaker. And if you can bring in hopefully Trey Lance sooner rather than later, I think that helps him a ton. And then in between my picks, you saw Justin Herbert come off the board, Leonard Fournette, Will Fuller went to the 12th pick. Then on the turn, you had A.J. Dillon, Zach Moss, James Conner. Then I went back to wide receiver, and you saw a couple, of, a little bit of a run on those. Yeah, and then after Debo was Tyler Boyd, Brennan Cooks, Javante Williams, and the guy I mentioned a couple rounds ago, Jerry Judy, just fell um, to the eighth. So that could be a steal for someone. Um, my pick team again, six has Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. That's a good handcuff. Yeah, I want. I wonder if sleepers like has an algorithm. Like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I wonder if they do. That'd be, be interesting. It'd be kind of cool. All right, my turn uh, again. I'm gonna wait on tight ends and quarterbacks um, a little later. So I might just hammer out some more running backs, even though I don't love a lot of them to be honest. But um, this is tough. This is very, very tough. And even the receivers now here are pretty deep. But I mean. I took Robbie Anderson. I'm going to take an, an, another safe guy on the bench. Uh, you mentioned him, Travis Landry. Yeah, I think if you didn't have yeah. Odell, you would have taken him over uh, Debo. Yeah, 100% would have. I mean, Landry's been a guy who's played through a ton of injuries too, so can't knock him. Hmm. And then after um, Landry, it's uh, Robert Tanyan, Devin Singletary, Corey Davis, man, round nine, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about him. I love I Jalen Hurts. Someone biggest else. Jalen Hurts guy. Yeah, I'll let somebody else uh, yeah. take him. Be the guinea pig for that. Mike Kosecki next. Uh, Curtis Samuel. And then my turn in the ninth round. So as of right now, my team is Saquon Barkley, Calvin Ridley, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, Croton Sutton, Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry. So I went on a big receiver uh, tear right there. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna look at running back just to see if I can get someone there. Uh, I think right now I'm going to go for a guy, just a, a bench dash that could be great, depending, you know, what happens in San Fran with the. I was gonna switch, literally but... say it, I was gonna say Trey Sermon, I knew you were yeah. gonna do it. I love it. I love that pick right there. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a rookie, and there's a lot of other guys around there, like still like Gus Edwards, who I would take too. Um, I mean, if I'm injected, Dublin's owner, I'd probably take him. Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Logan Thomas, John Brady, Devontae Parker, Tony Pollard come off. I've got probably more of a need for a running back at this point than a wide receiver, but just looking again, you just get a draft on the talent that's available, not necessarily what your team needs. Uh, I mean, at this point I need a quarterback and a, really just a quarterback, but it's too early to take one of those with the, the guys that are left on the, on the board. So I could consider handcuffing Gus Edwards at this time, but I just can't pull the trigger on that. And I'm going to continue to take guys that I think have huge upside. And that's Jalen Waddle in Miami. <laughs> 
I was actually another looking. rookie. I'm not intentionally trying to take a ton of rookies, but I think the way that the way that this is falling to me, kind of just playing the hand I'm dealt. And uh, Jalen Waddle with Tua, with you know some nice close short range passes and the occasional bomb, maybe has a chance. I think a little bit better chance to succeed than Will Fuller, who's going to be more dedicated to just the deep stuff. Yep. Uh, then after that, you see the tight end Irv Smith, followed by Hollywood Brown, Gus Edwards. There you go. I knew I could have taken him right there. Should have thought. Should have thought about that a little bit harder, maybe. Um, and then on the turn, Joe Barrow, Matt Stafford, and Naheem Hines. And then sending it back to me. And uh, still a lot of talent out here, but I'm not. You know how we always talk about tier breaks. I'm not seeing a huge gulf in talent where I'm like, oh, I have to have this guy at wide receiver. So instead, I'm going to peruse through some running backs and kind of do what you did, Scott, and take a guy that I think has a lot of upside. You took Trey Sermon for the, the Niners if it works out. I'm going to take another guy who is now with the Niners coach and the old Niners offensive coordinator. I'm going to take Michael Carter out of New Jersey. Another, so, well, yeah, New so um, <laughs> Dallas thinks we're doing like a rookie draft. <laughs> what is that? One, two, three, four, five. I got a lot of them. Five. Yeah, five, five rookies. But I mean, like, Half you, my weren't, team. you weren't doing it in, intentionally, I don't think. Um, no, not at all. That's just maybe the Kyle Pitts pick, but <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I knew I wanted Kyle Pitts and I kind of knew I wanted Etienne coming in. Um, and I just feel like those were the spots where I had to take them if I wanted them on my team versus waiting for them to come back and not being there. Mm-hmm. But these ones are just kind of they're falling into my hand. I mean, Waddle and Carter hanging out in the ninth and tenth round is, is a solid return on value. I mean, without a question, if well, I mean, Waddle's going to be on the field. He was he was a high enough pick that he's almost guaranteed a, a starting spot. Carter's a little bit more of a question at 10. He's got some people to kind of trudge through. But if they're going to run a similar offense in uh, New York that San Fran has run for years, it's very similar to the Trey Sermon pick. He, he could easily have a role even as the RB3 on the team. Right. Um, then after that, uh, after Carter went Tariq Cohen, Latavius Murray, which is a fantastic pick, I think, there. Uh, Devontae Smith went, Grant Tannehill went. Um, my turn looking at receivers, but then looking at running backs, it's a lot of just like handcuffed guys now. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I, I want to just hammer down another running back now before it's too late. And I'm going to pick Jamal Williams, a uh, decent contract by the Niners. I mean, if Swift does go down, he'd be amazing. Yeah. This is a guy you're, you're kind of stashing, but I think he's going to be used regardless like he was in Green Bay. And if he is, he's still like a flex play any given week. Yep. Uh, after that, LaVicious Chanel, Michael Gallup, Rob Gronkowski, Matt Ryan, Johnu Smith, Mike Williams, and then my pick again. Matty Ice going that early is a big question. I mean, that's the earliest he's gone in – in years in drafts. I mean, he's usually got us hanging out in four, like 13, 14 for mm-hmm. you to just snag at the end of a draft. And that's, that's different, but yeah, I mean, and it's the same kind of question to like, is Julio there? If he is huge, huge bumper, Matty ice. If he's not a uh, slight downgrade. Yep. I'm not slight. It could, it could be actually bigger than that, but um, my pick, I was looking at Antonio Brown, but God knows, if he's suspended to start the season or what the hell is going to happen to them, he, he still can't pass the physical. So he's still not signed by the bucks t- technically. Um, and a guy I'm very high on this year. I think we're very off of him is um, Marvin Jones from Jacksonville. Newly signed there on a two-year deal. Uh, I think 8 million bucks a year. 
brand new owner, like brand new coach, brand new everything. And we, and we said like James Robinson, he could be phased out because who cares? That's not yep. their guy. No one there drafted Lavishka. No one there drafted DJ Shark. The people that are there now gave Marvin Jones a two-year contract for 80 year. Um, I mean, we saw we did last year with uh, Detroit. Wide receiver 17. He just goes off with, you know, with when golly goes down. But I mean, it's a no harm, no foul pick there. It's that late where it doesn't work out, you cut him. Yeah. And this is, I want to mention too, this is a point in if this is a real draft and this is going to be my team, I would start thinking about taking Deshaun Watson as a flyer. I mean, this is uh, that's this is, a very good point. Far deeper than you would. I don't want to take him in this draft because we have no idea if he's going to play. And that's going to throw off the entire legitimacy of my entire team. So I'm not going to take him. But this is where I would, as you trend towards the season, this is around. If he's hanging out in your draft still, Deshaun Watson could, I mean, he could make or break your season if he's drafted in the 11th round. Um, Instead, I would love to take Justin Fields, but I've taken enough rookies at this point that I think I'm going to take another guy who I think is in uh, in line for a resurgent year. That's Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think yeah, him I mean, hanging out this late, if he can be anything closer to he was when the last time he was with Reich in Philly, you're going to be happy with the return on an 11th round pick. Um, the other options were like Baker Mayfield, who I would never pick in my entire life, and Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins I would definitely consider. Trevor Lawrence obviously is another one, but Kirk Cousins is one of the least uh, heralded quarterbacks in the league, and he consistently puts up very serviceable numbers for a, a starting fantasy quarterback. So just want to give him a shout out real quick. Oh, the running backs are gross though, huh? Yeah, I think after Earl Henderson went, which is a fantastic handcuff guy. Um, I mean, JK, JD McKissick just went before you. I think that's a good option too for a uh, guy. But again, like you know, Richard Penny, Alexander, Madison. If you, if you own Delvin Cook, Madison, great. But if you don't and you pick them like, People that pick them keep them on their bench there the entire year until Cook gets hurt. Yeah, it doesn't I'm gonna get hurt till the end of the year. Uh, uh, maybe a stupid pick, but Mark Ingram in Houston. Um, if if David Johnson picks up an injury, I'll be happy to have him, and that's really about it for for that that pick there. Yeah, I mean, and again, it gets late enough; it doesn't work out. See you there. All right, my pick now. Um, looking at quarterbacks, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is intriguing, but haven't drafted drafting now i want you know the sure thing and the sure thing in my mind i was looking at big ben but i mean what he did the end of last year was kind of scary like the wheels fell off kurt cousins is my pick oh they wanted a quarterback in the draft um they didn't get it and this is you know this is a redraft so he's the starter quarterback uh, i think 12 11 or 12 last season yep very very quiet and he does it almost every year it's not a success pick whatsoever but a guy can get in the third or last round thrown to justin jefferson and and the one i i I want yep Uh, after that james white nelson angular tevin coleman ty hilton who could be a sneaky sneaky pick that late so he's who i was hoping came back to me on the Mm -hmm. turn so i could pair him with carson wentz and if they both work out that's a huge huge gain in the 11th and 13th but hey you know the best laid plans of mice and men as they say (laughs) So, and then Henry Ruggs and Jalen Rager, two rookies last year at this pick is, I think is fantastic. Like they yep. could have a huge bounce back sophomore season or they could just not. 
<laughs> uh, and those are guys who were flying off of draft boards last year. And now all of a sudden, like one, one year removed and they're like the 13th, you know, almost not even being picked in drafts. Right. Um, I got two picks left. It's my pick right now. I'm loving these, these, these old reliable receivers. Are you looking at Cole Beasley? I'm looking at Cole Beasley. <laughs> I was too. That's what he did last year. I'm like, yep. so I have these Marvin Jones, Landry, Robbie Anderson, Cole Beasley as bench receivers, and that's fantastic. Yep. Like it's again, they aren't sexy picks, but they're going to be that that consistent flex, ten to ten to fifteen a week. Ooh, now I'm in some. And then after that, you had Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Denzel Mims and Baker Mayfield go off the board and I'm like, I'm deep into some wide receivers right now, just uh, so everybody knows what I'm doing, but like I'm seeing Tutu Atwell and AJ Green, some different guys down here, but um, I mean, it's just, it's tough to say who's going to do what. And I, I don't know for sure, but I would like to take a flyer when it comes down to me trying to decide on like, I'm taking flyers obviously at this point, but how do I do that? I'm trying to tie them to a good quarterback. So after the year that Josh Allen put up, I mean, I know you took Cole Beasley. I'm going to take the new guy in town, Emmanuel Sanders. And if he can come up with some halfway decent production, that's not a bad pick at this point in the draft. No, not at all. I like it a lot. I like, I like it, it a lot. <laughs> uh, let's finish this off. Oh, wait, where is my boy? This is now, this is the time that you just pick people that you like. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the very last round. So you pick the guy you want, and then it's an easy cut uh, after week one. I mean, and like all the guys now too, especially the receivers. Like a lot of these guys are going to be on the waiver wire. Terrence Marshall, Terrence Marshall. <laughs> another rookie. I'm not surprised. I almost like Rashad Bateman just chilling out there. Um, that would have been a solid pick. He went two pick or three picks after. After oh, yeah, that, yeah, it was right. Kirk, Lawrence. Lawrence in the 14th round it could be a steal if that's his actual value. Uh, then Bateman and Sony Michelle. I mean, 14th round, Sony Michelle's not bad either. Yeah, I mean, it depends if he gets cut or not. I mean, yeah, who knows? So I need a tight end. It's the last round. Um, Best time to pick him. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, I can't even see who's left. Wait, a so. guy I actually do like a lot this year is Jared Cook. Um, I mean, a lot of big headed targets there. I know they have a rookie there, but it's not like the rookie is going to go in week one and, you know, become the starter. They yep. they paid Cook. I mean, if he is one year left, great, but I'm fine playing the tight end carousel the entire oh, year. 100%. Just, but just I mean, take him off, off mashups. And you could literally be set with Cook. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's a very realistic world where Cook is a very uh, high contributor in LA. I mean, he, Herbert's going to be looking to throw to him. So. Mm-hmm great value at 14 and like you said if you're content to play the uh you know play the waiver wire each week for your tight end which you really should be unless you have a top three or four guy beautiful strategy yeah i mean i always like to t- take him at the end if i'm not getting like a nurse or a kittle or a waller or even a mark andrews at, at that yeah uh, place. yeah i would i would definitely pick andrews or put him in that category mm-hmm. like when he's on he's he's crushing it i know i reached on Pitts a bit i took him in the sixth that's definitely a reach but i'm thinking he's gonna play some wide receiver kind of role too so um that's how i justify it in my mind but the the rest of the draft i mean hawkinson going in the fifth that's a reach but i mean like uh, goddard in the sixth like reach hawkinson in, in in that round guys around him deandre johnson cooper cup like you you pick those guys before you pick 
Hawkinson because what they, you know, what they can give you or if Hawkinson's a top five tight end, great. But he's, yeah. he's, he's still 100 fantasy points less than Travis Kelsey. Oh, right. He's, he's 100 fantasy points less than them. He's so many fantasy points less than, I mean, look at just the round after. DJ Shark, Chase Claypool, Corin Sutton, Robbie Anderson, T. Higgins. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on and on of guys that will outproduce what you drafted in the, in the fifth round in sixth, seventh, and eighth. I mean, Corey Davis could easily outproduce TJ Hawkinson on a point, you know, point to point basis. So, yep. you know, and it's an interesting then, conversation that people don't like to have because it's throwing stats in their face and they're like, well, dude, you need a tight end. You need to have you start a tight end. It's like, yeah, yeah, but I can start <laughs> some bum tight end and I can start a better wide receiver. Yeah. And then and my to, team will score more points. <laughs> yeah, to to end the draft, we got a uh, fan of the program, Alan Lazard, uh, oh. Daniel Jones, and Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> Giovanni Bernard. Tampa Bay running back. It's going to be weird to see him not in the Bengals. That's so game. strange. Um, yeah, so that that's our first early mock draft. I mean, I'm pretty impressed with the sleeper AP as of right now. I um, think it came out really well. I mean, I think Pat Mahomes went a little early, but somebody will do that. So it's actually pretty, pretty dialed in. Oh, I mean, it's, and it's the same thing with Travis Kelsey too. Like if, yep. if they pick Kelsey at pick 12, like, so yeah, someone's going to do it. I have legitimately seen people on Twitter talk about Travis Kelsey being the one Oh one in redrafts. And I'm like, that would, if somebody did that in our league, I think we would make fun of the rest of our lives. Yep. But you know, Tully could probably do it. And I wouldn't be that surprised. No, he wouldn't do that. He'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> if his name was Rob Gronkowski, he would do it. Oh, yeah, he, I've seen it in the past. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll put up this board probably on Twitter too. Um, just so that, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you can actually, you know, maybe look at the board. Uh, we'll share the sleeper link so you guys yeah, can see Yeah, let us know it. who you think has the best team. I mean, maybe it's Scotty, maybe it's me, maybe it's team one through 12. I, I don't know. Like, give us whoever you think is the best squad <laughs> yeah, out there. We'll, we'll exactly, talk about it. Yeah. There's, there's actually some decent squads. I was just looking at it. Like some teams I'm glad this is not a real league for because they'd be a problem. Yeah. I mean, well, th- like going back to sleeper, like ADP and the way the c- 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 computer drafts, like we saw teams last year do like quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Like, yeah. like, why? So what was the next best option? I think that was LaFleur drafting live. <laughs> it wasn't even the computer <laughs> yeah so, I, mean, I wouldn't i wouldn't want to run into the buzzsaw of uh derrick henry joe mixon ceh as the top three running backs on a team mm-hmm. that's a problem yeah i mean this was a good mock to do because it was only two people live and of course the computer just picks right away when, when we do it with like 12 actual people it takes a little longer um i think we're going to do it with like actual real people but probably oh, maybe sure. do like the first eight or 10 picks and then you know it just sucks when we're doing a podcast and like that one guy takes a whole two minutes to do it like come on guys this isn't a real like yeah um but i mean like um dude look at team 10 tyreek hill dk metcalf mike evans and then david montgomery chase edmonds james connor i think that they i and uh, justin herbert i think that sleeper does have like a handcuff ai Mm -hmm. they know what they're doing it's interesting. I'm very be cool because I mean that's what that's what's gonna happen in actual drafts too. Yeah. So yeah, uh, everyone, get your get your mock drafts going. It's never too early. Now's the time. Um, we're getting close to our dynasty draft in about twenty seven days or twenty ish days, like that. Um, yes, yeah, less than a month. Father's Day weekend. So, <laughs> which is so funny. 
my wife said, like, you're not going to be home for Father's Day. I'm like, no, I'm going to be home in the morning. I'm going to be yeah. hungover to shit. <laughs> yeah, don't talk like, to me. And I'm like, yeah, but like, it's Father's Day. I'm like, isn't it my day? Right. Like, like what do like, I want to do for Father's Day? Not hang out with, like, your family. I want to yeah. go, I, I want to go away on, like, yeah. to the boys, like, the boys' fantasy draft. Yeah. I mean, not, not that you're getting away from your family, but like get away from life yeah. itself, gas and bruise. So it was on beverage. Father's Day last weekend, too. And I remember I got home. She's like, surprise. I got like 10 lobsters. My whole family's coming over. All this. I'm like, oh, I just want to lay down and, <laughs> and just sleep. It's, it's so true. It's, it's like, it, dude. It's, it's never your day. Like, if it's my day, I don't want to do anything. Oh, dude, like I've I've found I'm not even married, but I've found already that my plan for my Saturday is never the same as Tara's plan for my Saturday. <laughs> yep, get very used to it. I was like, yeah, dude, I worked uh, eight hours today. I'd love to just like go home, maybe catch the uh, the Celtics game. She's like, well, actually, um, I'm doing a family barbecue, and I was like, well, actually, I have a podcast. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Scott. hey guys, your podcast tonight. I literally was like, Scott, so we're definitely doing this, right? You're like, yeah, like, I'm down. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, see this text right here? I'm like, yeah, no, Scott says we're down, so I have to go. <laughs> um, and we'll we'll get into our Listener League thing soon. We still have to find a signed jersey. Um, if you guys have any recommendations of any players you guys want, um, you know, we'll try to get in the – to get a signed jersey from try somewhere. try to get, like, a Heinz Ward signed jersey because I know Robert Stone will love it. Oh, like an old school one. Old school. Sweet. Yeah, I'll look into it, see what I can find. Yeah. Um, so at least we know, I mean, I would love a Heinz Ward jersey too, to be honest with you, but I don't think we're going to be in the league this year. But I know Rob would love it, and I like Rob, so that's really all that matters. Yeah, I mean, we, we did the Kenny Galladay signed jersey last year. Great, great prize, but he's not on the team anymore. So it's good to get those <laughs> yeah. those retired guys that actually were on the team. Yeah. You have, for, like, forever. Yeah, it'd be cool. But – um. Yeah, well, we'll tweet something out soon. Um, we need some more listeners, so yeah, uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay loose. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you take it out again. So if you can say that one more time, you heard it here first, Shelfies. Stay fluid. Stay